Sultans of Slam for December 6, 2019. I am your host, Lee, joined today by Reed. Hi. Andrew is, uh, again, out on assignment. Uh, <laughs> no, <yeah>. he's not. <laughs> There's a lot of work to be done, and uh, he's, he's taken a knee for this particular edition, as he did last week, so hopefully have him back soon. What is there to talk about in the world of wrestling this week? A, a fair bit. A couple good shows on Wednesday night, which are the ones we primarily watch, being NXT and AEW Dynamite. Um, we had some cool news on, was that Monday? News about what? Uh, Raw. Coming to Winnipeg. Right. Was yes. that Monday? Awesome. Oh my god. That wasn't Monday. That had to be a couple no, days. No, Tuesday. Uh, the, the days, man. Are they're running. The only thing that keeps today separated is what wrestling show is on that night. Really. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, after 15 years, WWE Raw, Monday Night Raw, Raw, three and a, <laughs> four and a half, five hours <laughs> production show uh, will be coming to Winnipeg on February 24th, 2020. No, four hours, not four and a half. Well, this is like dark matches. Then there's main Surely event. they don't take another extra hour and a half, I, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, uh, which is why it'd be interesting to go and why we're probably planning to do so. Andrew, who's not joining us today, went to the last Raw that was in Winnipeg 15 years ago. Uh, he also went to the SmackDown that week, I believe, because they they booked both. They doubled up. Yeah, they SmackDown doubled up. back then was taped, though, from what I remember. Yes, but also that would never happen again, I think, in history. So, uh, really cool show, of course. Uh, we are located in Winnipeg here. Uh, you may have heard of one Kenny Omega and Le Champion Chris Jericho. Uh, maybe. We're also from Winnipeg. I don't know if this is some kind of slight that after, <laughs> that like nine shows into AEW Dynamite, WWE's like, yeah, book Winnipeg, a place they could sell out at any point in the last fifteen years. I think they have now decided. I don't to think it's a slight. I think it's because the last house show I went to anyway, uh, they had Brock come here and the place was sold out. But like that was a house show, yeah, and we're selling out the place yeah. to see Brock squash Sheamus. Yes, and I was there. Yes, in the front. Yes, uh, and someone stole my video of Brock's entrance and put it online and yelled at them. I sound like the Zodiac. Yes, yes, no, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's where we're at. So we're hopefully going to grab a few. Uh, the, the whole crew, uh, the Salt and Slam crew, will probably go out to that that RAW and just have a good and our ladies because we're forcing them yeah. to go. We're just all going to mark out and embarrass everybody and have a good time. Yes, um, I'm ready to cheer for Baron, King Baron Corbin. He's on SmackDown League. Oh my god! Damn yeah, it. for now. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is February. Very we're talking about very true. Um, so we'll see. Maybe he wins a championship. Championship and he has to flip brands or something. You don't know. You don't know how this place works. Uh, speaking of Raw, did you watch Raw this previous week? I did. Seth apologized. Uh, Whenever I put on Raw or SmackDown, it's because I'm playing a video game and I just want some background noise, so sure. I never pay close attention. Just droning, I wrestling, did pro wrestling watch, noises. I did watch, I think, the first two hours of Raw, then I turned it off because I wanted to go to bed. Yeah, it's yeah. too long. It, you, we won't be able to sleep if we go see it live, it's man. It's far too forced long. To, forced to stay, sit through it. Um, so yeah, I keep hearing Seth's heel turn, quote unquote, referred to as the 1987 Bret Hart heel turn, wherein he is a heel, but he's <laughs> over in certain places, say Canada in the case of Bret Hart, where he's... Where is Seth over? Uh, that's So that's the question, is that it keeps getting compared to that, but that... No. But I, Bret Hart was loved, beloved by cert, a certain yes, sect of the wrestling No, I public. don't think... I think what they're doing with Seth's quote unquote heel turn is... Like, they're teasing it, but they're not committing to it yet. They're just, waiting for that one moment where it's a definitive heel turn. But as far as kayfabe is concerned, he is still a face. 
I'm okay. I'm assuming next pay-per-view, whatever the hell that is. So tables, ladders, and chairs yes. is next? I'm assuming whatever next pay-per-view happens, Seth... Is that pay-per-view like two weeks away? Yeah, they haven't announced any <laughs> matches insane. for it yet. No, but it's insane. That, like, yeah. did, uh, well, wow, okay. Well, Survivor Series is a multi-year, yeah. right? So. so, yeah, if we want to talk about Raw really briefly. Yeah, Raw, Seth, next pay-per-view, he's probably just going to like turn on Kevin, and then the AOP will come out and be his new henchman, and he's going to go, ha, ha, ha. Are you basing that on anything, or just that it would be a cool idea? Because we keep no. saying that, but... but No, it's obvious, because, one, Seth keeps saying, basic, like, not verbatim, obviously. Seth gets he to keeps saying a... in the ring, I'm not going to turn heel, Kevin. Yeah. I'm not going to turn heel. And then the AOP always come out... And they always leave Seth alone, but they attack Kevin. Yeah. Like, what do you think's going to happen? Something's going to... Exactly. Yeah, I don't, He's I don't turning know heel, saying. AOP will be his new henchman. They're the new J&J security, baby. Sure. I mean, that's an upgrade uh, in terms of muscle, yeah, I guess. In terms uh, of beef. In terms of raw beef. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about what we did uh, watch in pro wrestling this week. You watched NXT and Dynamite. I, I just watched Dynamite, as is my custom. Yeah. Where do you want to start on that? Let's do Dynamite first, since it technically starts an hour earlier, if I remember. Chronologically, this makes sense. Uh, So, AEW Dynamite this week is uh, out of the State Farm Center in Champaign, Illinois. A little bit of the bubbly, so to speak. Uh, So, before we start this, uh, people have been talking about uh, AEW Dynamite having sound issues or having strange booking during commercials that isn't mentioned when they come back from a break. And what's weird about that is not everybody is seeing the same show. Yeah. I have seen, let's say, downloaded versions where I have the maybe the Fighter Channel version of it, and I see the commercials. So it doesn't go picture in picture. I just see, and they're and they're commentating over it. Like Jr. Yeah. is still talking during yep. the commercials, and these and they're doing big spots during commercials now. There was the whole thing with uh, uh, Nyla Rose there. Shana uh, there was the thing table. with uh, uh, Brandy and the cutting of the hair. And no, stuff. no, that was on TV. The whole thing? Part of it. I thought it. they cut away from it. Uh, or or Trent and uh, Pentagon had something during the... Look, this is part of a bigger problem. Yes. And this has been said to death by other people, so I'll say it briefly. They have a bunch of storyline extras filling out of storylines in their other channels, such as Being the Elite, the Road 2 series. Sure. All this stuff on YouTube and other means in commercials. You have to talk about this shit on the show. You can't yes. have just Excalibur being like, oh, Hangman left the Elite. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Like, you need to elaborate. You need to yeah. have at least part of that segment on your show. That's a that's a big thing. As yes. far as casual viewers are concerned, well, what the hell is the elite I Like, I don't even know. I know it was a stable of Kenny Omega, The Bucks, and Hangman Page, and they have a YouTube show that, yes. in terms of production values, is even worse. Well, than, you don't, don't like it. I like it, personally, because it is it is going for that vlog sort of thing. It's not supposed yes. to be a high Yeah, so I understand what it is, yeah. but I'm not going to watch it. Uh, yeah. So if you're going to reference something that happened on it, you need to show it or yeah, give a little absolutely. more context. And you, they should have had, like on the first few episodes, explain who and what the elite are. You, yes. shouldn't, you shouldn't assume everybody knows that. You should yep. be like, oh, they're a staple of the of the best indie wrestlers yeah, so around going, the globe. Going head-to-head with WWE where uh, things don't necessarily always make sense in terms of booking, but, but they over-explain the angles they do have. Yes, they need and, to tone that reiterate. down, but at least yeah. they do it. Yes, uh, AEW desperately needs that in terms of bringing in new fans or having someone skip by the station and want to, wanting to get 
uh, involved is not the word I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, if someone uh, just watched last, last episode, they have no idea Hangman was in the Elite. Yeah, and why it's relevant. <laughs> yes. And what that could even mean for the future. Because right now, it, it still doesn't mean anything yep. that he left. Yep. Uh, so anyways, uh, in terms of commercials and stuff like that, I get a mixed bag. You get a consistent picture-in-picture picture and then commercial breaks. Yes. I've gotten ones where I get to see the picture-in-picture picture blown up with commentary, and then when there's actual blackout commercial breaks, I just get to see a panorama of the arena for, like, three minutes, and it's super bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you've ever been to a house show or even, like, a live show taping, that's there's just dead air. There's yeah. just, they're playing the, the dynamite theme, and people are just getting on camera and, and wooing, yeah. uh, as it were. Not like Ric Flair, but just in general. <laughs> uh, so All there's right. that, and then there's the sound issues. There is the, a couple weeks in a row now, the first segment of the show having what sounded like just the arena sound, like someone's speaking into a, a microphone, or there's a theme playing, and it's not inconsistent with everything, or you hear the ring noise, and you hear people chatting in the crowd what the hell is going on uh, and that's just a production thing they need yes, to, to get yes apparently it's only isolated to TNT because so, when I watch yeah. it on TSN because we do live in Canada when I watch it on TSN the audio is fine yeah it's all fine. So what has been established here is this is a live show that has multiple different feeds that don't even just end at video. It's it's sometimes the audio is different. Yes. I have experienced different audio than you have, which is super Very bizarre. bizarre. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so get that shit together, uh, Dynamite, one all way right. or the other. But we should get into the show probably. Yeah, absolutely. That's just something to talk about the show. So this is the ninth episode of Dynamite? Something like that? Nine weeks in. Baby, yeah. So the ratings have come out since, uh, and AEW was back on top this week, uh, very slightly. <laughs> yes, eight hundred fifty-one thousand. Uh, but what's notable there is that's like an increase of twenty-eight percent over last week. Yeah. Uh, so people who were, listen, this is all bullshit. This doesn't mean anything. You're no. talking about a multi-billion-dollar corporation that has been running shows for decades versus a show that's on their ninth episode. Yeah. This is extremely good news for AEW that they are getting this many viewers. And in terms of if you want to wave numbers around online uh, having these two shows be neck and neck is crazy it's yeah, just, and I don't a, think uh, Tony Khan's gonna be like oh we lost NXT two weeks in a row shut it yeah, down it's That's over it. yeah, yeah. Uh, but on the flip side of that Vince McMahon is, is probably like, Cena, can you do NXT next week? Uh, so <laughs> that's that's the perception versus reality, right? Is that AEW will take their little pot shots at WWE with a line or two during Dynamite. And meanwhile, you know at WWE they're sweating it. And AEW just doesn't care. They're going to do their own thing, as yeah. Dustin Rhodes said. Uh, so, yeah, ratings are good. Neck and neck. That's what you, that's what you want to see. Let's get into it, baby. Let's get down to Dynamite. So, starting off AEW Dynamite tonight, we had the Young Bucks and Dustin Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz. This is Dustin Rhodes coming out. Uh, last week in calling out Jake Hagar, who he does not fight in this match, fights everybody else but that guy. Um, well, Jake's first match should be special. So, is he able to wrestle yet? I heard that he was under contract somewhere that's else. Also that's why he's way in a- yeah. <laughs> he can't be in a, a proper match. He can get physical, but he can't. And be in it also depends where... if he has a fight coming up in Bellator. He might not want to wrestle until then. Yeah, so Rhodes kicked out of the uh, 6.30 senton from Guevara late in the match, a move that was opened up by Santana Ortiz, using the sock full of baseballs. <laughs> the finish came with Nick Jackson jumping off the top rope, licking Santana Ortiz for spike pile drivers uh, by Rhodes and Matt Jackson while landing a senton on Guevara. Guevara also did like a selfie flip off the top rope. He was going to live stream yeah. one of his cool. uh, moves. He's a shitty dude. That's the point. Yeah. Uh, allowing Nick to get the pin. Uh, he put the number three up and that was it. Pretty good hot match to start the show. Sets Very the tone. fun. Very fun. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what the Young Bucks are for, right? Yeah, you're always like, oh, the Young Bucks. And then they actually wrestle. You're like, yeah. fuck yeah, the Young Bucks. A couple of, of blazing <laughs> what bars from the Young Bucks. And Absolutely Rhodes. blinding uh, what bars. <laughs> uh, so we got Phoenix and Trent up next. Uh, I'm down to see Ray Phoenix wrestle a match. And yes. 
Ray uh, Phoenix is one of the best in the world. So we can talk more about this later, but there was something up with the ropes on the ramp side. I didn't People pr- kept botching off these ropes the entire show. <laughs> Did you notice this? Maybe it just got super sweaty. Whatever the case, I saw. Uh, I definitely saw Christopher Daniels have the worst botch off of it where he went to do something <laughs> off the middle rope and he just ate shit. Like, um, it's very pop. You know, wrestlers just like to get super wet before they head yeah. out. <laughs> the this is the ropes that wet. they enter in, right? So it's possible I, one person was just extra wet today. I have never seen anything like this. Yeah, it was bizarre it was possible show. some wrestler was just extra wet that night <laughs> and just wet. the excess moist hey, who moisture. slopped up the rope on the, yeah, the ramp side that's it uh, so we have uh, this was a measure of revenge for the Lucha Bros after Trent had pinned Pentagon Jr. in a singles match on AEW Dark a few weeks back which I'd watched was fine uh, and pinned Phoenix last week on Dynamite to give best friends a big tag win there was really fantastic action in this match and both men uh, picking up momentum before Phoenix delivered the finishing blow uh, with the spinning muscle buster for the pinfall. Love the muscle buster. Notable spot in this is when Trent's hanging up on the top turnbuckle just sitting. Phoenix just runs up onto the top rope and balances on yeah. it to give um, what looked like, I guess, kind of an insiguri, but just a top head kick. Yeah. As Eric Bischoff would say. A top ring spout the spin Top kick. of the head. Uh, um, and it was awesome. Yeah, good match. Two good matches to start the show. And now it it's was time. A fine match. Now it's time for a promo. Uh, and from one Cody Rhodes, he comes out over as ever. His scar looks awful. <laughs> it just <laughs> looks bad, man. It's been so long that it seems like he intentionally maybe left that thing uh, to fester for a bit so it would look as gnarly as it does. I don't know. but um, So he's come out. He's discussing his recent failures and the attack by the supposed Butcher and Blade. And in a strange <laughs> turn of fate, the baby face put over the heel. Oh. How strange. How that, strange. That instead of saying that the person he is going up against is a loser and has no chance against him or is not on his level, put them over so they seem like a credible... Uh, yeah. Especially after their introduction last week. He put him over... Which was awkward as hell. He put him over, but he's still confident in his own ability to beat him, which is really nice. Yeah. So uh, he, he comes out, says he's re- he'd wrestle them tonight. Uh, he even added then uh, that when they do wrestle, uh, they may pick his tag team partner. He then said he needs to wrestle MJF, which I think everybody kind of agrees. Yeah. Uh, or at least confront him in some way. Despite MJF's claims, uh, they would never wrestle, calling him hood rich and his scarf fake. Uh, he then said he'd give MJF his truck, his watch, and his shoes, as well as a briefcase filled with $50,000, 100 of which he gave to a kid in the crowd who completely no-sold it. Uh, just He's agree. a kid, Lee. He <laughs> got $100 from Cody Rhodes. What is he supposed shit. to be like, wow. wow. <laughs> He's probably scared to death <laughs> Listen, don't kill me. Let's talk about something notable about this promo. And I'm not talking about the actual promo. And we talked about this very briefly. Oh, you're talking about the smoke show in the front row? Yeah, so if you look behind Cody, there's an absolute smoke show (laughs) in the crowd. Very tight black dress. A very attractive female. Um, It's the blade. It's the blade. (laughs) But that's not even the the funny part about it. There's this dude sitting right beside her. And you can tell he's sitting with his wife or girlfriend. And he's trying not to look at this girl in the black dress. And he keeps glassing over to his girlfriend to make sure she's not yeah. looking. So he got away with it in terms of his, who was sitting immediately around him, Wait. but not the 851,000 people that were what watching. What a heel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cody ended up wrestling that guy. Later in the show, it was announced uh, Butcher and Blade uh, had selected QT Marshall as Q, uh, Cody's partner for the next the match next week. So he's going to fight them. And they had a vignette as well. Sure. Uh, where they were just like, with the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny. And That's we're here to it. cut the head off the snake. Sure. Yes. Sure. So there's a lot of heel factions there's a lot in of heel uh, factions. AW. Not a lot of good guys. Well, it's because the elite isn't really a faction anymore. 
No. I remember in New Japan. They never every, were in Every AW. time Kenny Omega had a match in New Japan, the Bucks were out there with him. Yes. Remember? In, in terms... Yes. So in, uh, in terms of AEW Dynamite and what I have watched regularly... Uh, Kenny has nothing to do with the Young Bucks, and the Young Bucks have nothing to do with Hangman Page. Yes, if so are... announcing that the heel left the Elite was meaningless. Yeah, and it's because they're thinking, oh, you're going to watch being the Elite, and you'll know that they hang out and no, they're friends. No, wrong. But nobody, like, a, f- a fraction of the people who are watching the show. They have 800,000 people watching Dynamite, and they only have 100,000 watching being the Elite. That's yes. Seven out of eight people are don't know what's going on. It's one slice of pizza that's watching that. Yes. Elite. Uh, so great promo by Cody, uh, who is incredibly over, uh, and good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. It was a good promo. Uh, he liked it promo. a lot. Next up, Nyla Rose and Leva Bates in a very brief match. Shh. In a very brief match. Yeah, so you had Nyla Rose and both librarians. So thankfully this went on for a long time because uh, no, I can't get enough. Uh, there was a commercial uh, near the end where Nyla Rose then put... It went uh, for like a minute. Who came out? Shanna and... Uh... It was just Shanna. Oh no, the match was fast. The yeah. segment was... Yeah. Uh, Shanna came out and then Nyla ended up putting Shanna and a ref through a table during a commercial break. Yes, which, why would that not be on TV? That's the most... Ex- whatever, okay. Uh, and they come back from the commercial break. It is on to Chris Jericho and there is no mention of it. No. Uh, so that's... Not the way you want to you go about it. Gotta up that shit, boys. <laughs> tighten it up. Uh, so Nyla Rose is gone for the rest of the year for this But hey, I really enjoyed that squash mask, actually. Um, yeah. Sure. Why sure. not? Uh, I feel like we haven't seen Riho in a long time. No? Just me? Like, she was on the last episode of Dynamite, I feel. Like, she had that match with uh, fucking Emmy Sakura, wherever, and Freddie Mercury. I thought that was two weeks ago. Anyway. Was it? <laughs> Le Champion, Chris Jericho, uh, has hit the ring. Uh, and he's got some things to say. This, Jericho is still the GOAT. This was incredible. Uh, so he says the AW officials have informed him that he's contractually obligated to defend his championship one more time in 2019, which is not what Chris Jericho said. He just said he had to wrestle one more time. Yeah. Uh, he introduced the lexicon of Le Champion, a replacement for the list of uh, WWE fame. His he, So this guy comes out... And he's over shit. Everybody's got signs. They're yeah. cheering him. He proceeds for two straight minutes to call everyone losers until if you're still cheering him, you are, in fact, a loser, a loser. and turns the crowd on him. First and foremost, first order of business, I'm a heel. You're going to boo me. Yeah. Okay, that's out of the way. Second order of business, I yeah. sold 12,000 bottles of a little bit of the bubbly champagne. Yeah, but to get himself in back into heel status, he just goes like... Oh, the list of Jericho. That was get your heads out of 2016. Yeah, like you lose living in 2016, losers. Yeah. Or uh, oh shit, when he comes out and he's just the the cheapest heat, where he's just like champagne. Only losers are from there. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's just like so simple. It's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, just effortless from Chris Jericho. Uh, yeah. So he had a lengthy list of people he would not defend the title against or wrestle in 2019, repeating John Moxley's name at least seven or eight times uh, in random order. He, it wasn't like Moxley's name was at the end of every burst of people. It would be in the beginning, the middle. Uh, it was fantastic. Um, he goes, Hangman Page, Diamond Dallas Page, yeah. Page. <laughs> All of them. They're out of here. Kenny Chesney. Uh, so, uh, while he's doing this, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Marco Stunt show up at like the perfect time. Yes. This just, just perfect uh, and they're super over having never won a match, uh, which, which is, is kind of interesting. Uh, people just just love them, yeah. uh, as as do I. It's uh, Marco Stunt is like one of the best gimmicks. Marco Stunt less so, but uh, no problem with Jungle Boy or no. Luchasaurus. And the only reason why I think less so for a lot of people is because Marco Stunt doesn't fit into the gimmick. No, like, yeah, call him the Jungle Baby, the Jungle Boy boy, <laughs> like Jungle <laughs> Junior or some shit. I don't know. 
so Jericho has then said the lexicon included dinosaurs and little children, which was again I'm doing I'm not doing it any anything here. This is so simple on paper this this promo, but yeah. go watch it. And I was laughing all the way through. Uh, Luchasaurus picks up the microphone at one point and uh, says he's got a master's in medieval hitchery. Which I assume it's just. <laughs> I diff- remember that. I assume it's difficult to speak with that mask yeah, on. Yeah, he's probably just like shit. Uh, yeah, Luchasaurus does in fact talk, uh, but is kayfabe a dinosaur? Yeah, just you just have to accept these things. Just like when Cody was cutting his promo and he's like talking about what all his friends are up to. He's like, my wife's going around with awesome cloth coming off people's hair. I don't know what the hell that's about. We don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's getting weird. Uh, Luchasaurus touted his own master's degree, and that said, stunt may be small for his age. Which Jericho chimed back uh, that Marco Stunt is small for any age. Uh, um, so uh, basically, Marco Stunt's squaring off with Jericho and, and he gets a, gets the crowd behind Marco Stunt. They're cheering for Marco here for a little bit, uh, yeah. which is crazy. Uh, the crowd is also cheering for Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, who again are just incredibly over baby faces, having never won a match or done anything of note. They ju- just something They're about all intent. Them. Yeah. Also, the crowd was great for this show. Yes. Of Getting to end, uh, put everything over. So. Uh, Jericho then goes to Jungle Boy and says, oh, that leaves you, uh, and you can last ten minutes in a match with me, and Jungle Boy's like, you're on, uh, so next week, there you go. And then I, there's a, then Jungle Boy slapped him, and there's a little bit of a pull apart. Here I expect very much a similar situation to Darby Allen and Scorpio Sky, in which yep. Jungle Boy will lose, but it will be the result of a very good match, and Jungle Boy will be more over because yep. of it. But you I get think, the inner circle coming out, Luchasaurus comes yeah, out. And I think what they're waiting for is, from what I understand, they're doing a hard reset on the win-losses on the New Year. Oh, so really? after New Year's over, they will probably start to push the Jungle Express, since their record will be even 0-0. Zero, zero. Well, they got they had they had the boon in Luchasaurus being injured with a hamstring, I think it was, uh, in that then you could have Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy lose. Yeah, and if it wasn't for Luchasaurus getting injured, I think, and I have nothing to back this up at all besides my speculation, yeah. but what I think they were going to do is Pentagon and Phoenix get the titles, let's have Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy chase. Chase them, yeah. yeah. SCU is just, you can just put that title on them at any point. Yeah, SCU is fine, but they're definitely not as over as, I would say, the Lucha Brothers or Jungle Express. Uh, So next up we have probably what was one of the better, at least TV matches for AEW in terms of a women's match, which was Chris Statlander, the galaxy's favorite alien, is that? I don't get the gimmick, but this is a very solid She's an alien. Yeah. Read. Alien. There's a the, literally this happened after a man was in the ring who was a dinosaur. Yeah, I guess and you're having trouble. Yeah, trouble I guess I guess it's fine. Uh, versus uh, Hikaru Shida, uh, really good match, solid, yes. um, very good match. Uh, at the end of this, Brandy and uh, I did not like Kong came out. Uh, girl in the crowd offered her hair as a trip. I don't know what's going on here. They have like a dark. They're like a uh, their own dark faction. And they're trying to recruit girls, and then they cut off their hair. Yeah, they have too many of the similar gimmicks. The Blade and the Butcher, this Nile, this uh, awesome Kong Brandy thing going on. It's all very similar. Um, I think Brandy and Awesome Kong coming out overshadowed what was a great finish to a great match. Yeah. And and in amongst this, there were two Dark Order vignettes on the show that we haven't really mentioned yet, but they happened throughout. And this is way too similar to yes. it. Uh, as you just kind of mentioned. Yeah, because yeah. they want people to join with us and yeah. stuff like you that. Yeah, you got people doing that already, and now they're finally kind of getting over with these really neat vignettes, which were good again this week. Yeah, uh, I think Brandy should have started a face table, personally. Uh, yes. Yeah. Someone should. Uh, like, the good the good girls. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. This is why. I don't, you... I don't book wrestling. I don't, yeah. <laughs> don't ask me. Uh, so next up, we had Pentagon Jr. and Christopher Daniels, the Fallen Angel. 
Uh, Christopher Daniels, as I mentioned earlier, ate shit going for a rope spot uh, <laughs> during this match, as did many other people this night. Yeah. Uh, but uh, pretty s- solid match. Christopher it was Daniels fine. I don't fine. think it was yeah. particularly good, personally. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Phoenix ran in as Daniels had hit the angel's wings, sliding uh, Daniels' mic stand into the ring. Daniels avoided Pentagon using the stand, but in the chaos found himself caught with a little... He, he went to throw the mic stand out. The ref went to get the mic stand. Pentagon Jr. kicked his dick into the into the... Nosebleeds, uh, and then pinned him after uh, after hitting him with a with his finisher. That's it. Package pile driver, which is still to me the I cringe every time I see a package pile driver. I don't know what it is about it. Uh, I know I, it's very safe because guy's head's like yeah. In the I lap just or think whatever. it's a little bit of a disappointment given that Chris Daniels and Pentagon both are extremely talented. But uh, they just yes. seemed a little bit off today. For yeah, it's uh, like Christopher Daniels can kind of go with anybody in this. Like uh, th- there's an increasing push to separate tag teams into singles matches as well going I find in the last little bit because obviously on your tag teams you have some of your best wrestlers in the entire company yep. uh, so you want a Ray Phoenix you want a Pentagon Jr. in, this, in singles action uh, but there was no Pac on the show there was no Hangman Page there was no MJF no Kenny uh, no Kenny lots of lots of holes in terms of Darby Allen yep. uh, etc uh, we haven't seen in a couple weeks now but whatever he's selling his injuries <laughs> and this is when we got the Blade and the Butcher promo but yeah. uh, we already talked about that's right Uh, and then we have our main event John Moxley and Joey Janela they had a wrestling match Moxley is very intense uh, very over the best thing I can say about John Moxley is he would kick the shit out of Dean Ambrose yes Uh, he wrestles like he gives a shit his move list is like eight times as big as it was in WWE he's still doing some of his stuff like the the rebound off the ropes it's not as goofy this time no not at all Uh, and his character has an intensity that he just didn't have before yeah um, Uh, and he has like 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 counterfeit doom music as his entrance music it's all good I love his entrance music I don't know why listen Joey Janela, and I always praise Joey Janela for the past few years yes. when I started watching his stuff on the indies, etc. And I'm an advocate for all indie talent, but I do <laughs> not think that Joey Janela should be main eventing your Dynamite show. Not nope. because he's not talented, because he's extremely talented, but he looks, he is probably in great shape. He looks like he's out of shape. His hair is very unkempt. He has it's, a shitty uh... beard. It, that's part of his gimmick. Yeah. I get it. He just does not. He does not look like a professional. It's, it's cardio and it's athleticism. The muscles and stuff is kind of the yeah. That's the I window dressing. That. Yeah, I get that. But this just look at any lucha. Like look at look at the lucha bros. Neither yeah. guy is like a ripped guy. But yes, but that's not my. point. They run the ropes. Yeah, but that's not my point. Eight hundred times it, this, He just looks. He just looks uncanny. a schlub. Yeah. <laughs> That's, and that's, that's his that's gimmick, fine. and I get it, but yeah. I just don't think Joy Janela is a main event level talent that you should be putting out yeah. there every day. Uh, Janela got a fair bit of uh, offense in, with both men going toe to toe in uh, both mat wrestling exchanges and big striking battles. Janela came close to getting the win, putting Moxley through a table at the ringside. The camera missed this entirely. This was a uh, complete. Uh, you, you just see you just see Moxley sitting I on the table. I love that shot. Are you talking about? And then suddenly Janela just comes like flying. I from love off-screen. that shot. No, we can because he, he probably jumped like really high to do sure, so. But we awesome. see that all the time. This is something different. I think it was hilarious that you can so there see was Moxley the, and boom, there was the Moxley Darby Allen spot where Moxley's coming to the ring and Darby Allen just flings himself out of the ring and nails him against the, yeah. the barricade. This kind of felt like that, except I'm like, oh, I would like to see Joey Janela. I, I disagree with you on that. I, I don't need to see him climbing the ropes. But the last second cut to a wide no, shot. No, I think this shot was hilarious. Okay. I liked it personally. Well, you're, so. well, you're wrong. So, oh, okay, <laughs> that's fine. The, the, the spot was still cool, regardless. I just thought, oh, I don't think the cameraman got 
all of that that he maybe wanted to. That's fair. Uh, they but need yeah, to do more instant replays in general, actually. Maybe, yes. yeah. Listen, I don't necessarily need the the picture in picture instant replay brought to you by Snickers like WWE always does. <laughs> Crunch <but> this. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got yourself when you're hungry. Um, anyways, in the end, Moxley was too much getting the win before Jericho in the inner circle entered the arena through the crowd as Moxley had done the week before with Jericho holding up the belts and the crowd showing off the air. Yep. AEW. NXT airing, as we said, one hour uh, after AEW began. I had not watched this, but, Reed, you have. Yes, I would. Do you have notes? Yes, I would happily go through this. Oh, my God. If you'll just give me one second, uh, as per Dave Meltzer, let me get uh, my notes together. Yeah, we'll just have 45 seconds of dead air while you shuffle some papers. Yeah, as he just shuffles papers. Um, So, NXT was a very good show, personally. I might have enjoyed this even a little bit more than Dynamite, just from a pure wrestling perspective. So, the show opened with Marlo Naolo coming back from uh, hiatus. As we all know. <laughs> Whatever talk- that means. We talked about this in length. Let's not go back into it. Um, so he was talking and saying, oh, we won Survivor Series, blah, 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 blah. Um, and as he's talking, uh, Killian Dane goes into the, the ring and starts yelling about something. I kind of forget. <laughs> and basically Pete Dunne comes out to accept uh, his he came, challenge. He came in and just demanded that anyone come out and face him. Oh, well, that's, yeah. that's wrestling. Uh, so they came out and they had a very fun match done of course working over the limbs yes he's a very old school wrestler killian dane has a very hairy back the crowd keeps on shouting <laughs> shave your back it's yeah. fantastic there you go yeah they have a very good match um <laughs> it's fantastic. very fun opener they have this weird finish which i think i like it um it's very unique so they're on the top rope and pete dunn is like i'm gonna put him in a sleeper hold so yeah. he puts him in a sleeper hold and guess what killian dane falls asleep Problem is, is that they're on the top rope and Killian Dane is 300 pounds. Yeah. So he falls on top of Pete and pins up. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yes. It's very, uh, very neat. And then it seems like Killian Dane kind of throws up a little bit in the ring. How, how do both guys go over without there being a DQ finish? You come up with a finish like yeah, that. Yeah, that's different. But yeah, Killian Dane, after he pins him, he kind of like coughs and a bunch of white stuff comes out. It's very <laughs> strange. It was gross. <laughs> but yeah, very fun match. Uh, I was a big fan. Except you had a Dakota Kai interview. Yeah. Uh, just very basic Dakota Kai's like Tegan Knox can't lace my, lace my boots uh, she's not worth my time which is a great heel way heel way to avoid the opponent you're going to be feuding with next Yep, that's what a uh, heel should say personally this new Dakota Kai character I can definitely get behind more than her face uh, side because she was a very face <laughs> she was just like yeah I'm wrestling but she has I a very wrestling. good edge here like you have to have a face. If you're gonna have a face, have a face like Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is amazing. Um, you may have seen her briefly on War Games. I don't know. Did you watch that? No. Yeah, well, I watched like, the first match of War Games. Well, Rhea Ripley is just a big, tall, strong girl. She has a great look. She's a very good wrestler. Amazing entrance theme. She has a gimmick where when the theme starts, she throws her hands up and stomps the ground. It's great. Did Nikki Cross do that? But this is more of like a choreographed thing. Like think of like Finn Balor doing the uh, okay. thing. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, uh, Keith Lee, Tommaso Ciampa, undisputed oh, era segment. We have yeah. to talk about undisputed coming out. I always praise them every time we talk about them. They come out and they're just great. Bobby Fish, of course, is not here being injured. Kyle yeah. Riley continues to do his guitar belt Hulk Hogan thing. Which Bobby is, Fish disappeared during a commercial <laughs> break and was never seen again. Which is fantastic. Uh, yeah, so Cole's kind of promo, <laughs> Keith Lee comes down, uh, and they have a little bit of a scuttle, and uh, Cole addresses Finn Balor, because Finn Balor's getting up on his face. There's a whole bunch of feuds going on here. Tommaso Ciampa also wants the title. Finn wants the title. I Keith Lee wants a title. fatal four-way. Yes. No, it's triple threat, actually. Okay. Sorry. Spoilers. 
Um, so yeah, that was a very fun thing. So yeah, O'Reilly taunted. Uh, the best part was Kyle O'Reilly just called Keith Lee a loser. But, Straight up. But like Keith Lee's so big and Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly's so small that it's hilarious. Kyle O'Reilly's the best. He's my favorite. I saw Jericho call multiple thousand people's losers on yeah. that same night. Uh, Shayna Baszler and Zia Lee. Is it, was it? Zia Lee. Zia Lee? Okay. Zia Lee. Her name is spelt completely wrong on my sheet. But yep. yeah, Zia Lee. They had a match. Yeah. It was, it, was a, it was a Shayna Baszler match, which is good or bad, depending on your point of view. I personally enjoy her matches. I don't think they're great. So she just, like, Ronda Rousey, but can wrestle more? Yes. Okay. Well, Ronda Rousey has more of a speed to her, I guess. Um, Shayna's very methodical. Have you ever seen Pete Dunne wrestle? Yes, I have. She's kind of like Pete Dunne, not as uh, tight, I would say, um, and not as intricate, but she works limbs. She's uh, she is the submission magician, as they say. Sure. So she uh, is a very slow, methodical uh, submission specialist. Forgotten Sons, Adrian Al- Alanis, and uh, Leon Ruff. This was a squash, and the Forgotten Sons debuted however many years ago, and they're still not over because <laughs> here's the problem with NXT is that they want to cultivate talent there, but you can count on your hand how many talent got over that were not from the indies. Yeah. And it's like, you can't even say Velveteen because he went and honed his craft on the indies, then went to NXT, and then he got Where's Velveteen? Uh, Is he injured? I think he's probably, he has to be injured because I haven't seen him in a while. Um, So yeah, the Forgotten Sons, it's just, they're fine, but in NXT when you have some of the best talent in the world there, along with one of the best heel stables of all time, which is the Undisputed Era, you're just, you can't do anything. Lost in the mix. Yeah. Only so much time to go around, right? Yes. Uh, the Horsewomen and Rhea Ripley, what happened there? Uh, well, it was supposed to be just Rhea Ripley and uh, Dakota Kai. Um, but when Rhea Ripley came out, uh, she's just like, oh, I got someone else to fight you. And it's Zia Lee. I guess Zia Lee and Dakota Kai got into it a while ago. So they just had not even a match. They were just fighting. Then it ended. I was kind of paying attention to this. I was playing Pokemon while this was okay, happening. Listen, this is, uh, NXT used to be like 50 minutes on the network. And it was a tight 50 minutes. And there was like three matches. Uh, this is nuts. There's so much stuff with all these people. So uh, then, while this is happening, then the horsewomen run in and they attack Rhea, and Rhea's fighting back. Um, they're doing a great thing with faces here, where Rhea is able to hold her own against these three women, but yeah. eventually the odds do catch up to her, because it is three on one. Right. But it doesn't stop Rhea from looking absolutely strong. So it was a really, uh, really nice segment. This was... This was excellent for a lot of reasons, mainly because it showed that faces can have fire, it can have an edge, yeah. mainly Rhea. And also, NXT has AW beat in women's wrestling, no questions asked. Yeah, and it's showing uh, that um, if they don't put the title on Rhea at the next pay-per-view, because it is going to be Rhea versus Shayna, they are silly, because she's super over right now. They are silly. Yeah, it's time for Shayna to move up, because the women division yeah. desperately needs uh, well, we got You have Royal Rumble coming up? Yeah, uh, and you're gonna have a women's rumble now, which is is the thing. Yeah, uh, so, so you're gonna have a takeover before it. Yeah. I personally think that uh, you can finally have a rumble where you don't have to call uh, Alicia Fox. <laughs> Alicia Fox. Um, so I think Shayna should drop the belt to Rhea at the next takeover. Shayna literally goes up to the main roster the next day because she could just say, "Oh well, I did all I can in NXT. Yeah, I'm gonna go dominate the women's division." On the main uh, a guy who you could also say did all he could in NXT sent in a pre-taped uh, promo. Uh, Finn Balor, what did he have to say? Oh, he just said, um, 
like everybody's playing checkers, I'm playing chess. As we all know, chess is a more intricate game. That's right. Than checkers. Sure. There's more rules. Yeah. Um. Basically, just saying. Oh, Chinese want the, checkers. Yeah, I want the title. <laughs> I'm with nobody. I'm my own person. The prince is back. Uh. This is completely evident by the last few weeks. How he constantly shows he's not. He's going to attack faces, but he's not against attacking heels, such as Adam Cole. So he's his own man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a tweener. Stands alone. Yeah, he's a tweener, but leans more towards uh, the heel side. So, kind of like Deadshot. I'm thinking the last time I really watched NXT <laughs> and like Finn Balor and Samoa Joe were like the main event, and now Finn Balor is back at NXT, yeah. uh, calling people out, and Samoa Joe is now sitting behind a desk commentating. Well, he's injured. He's yeah, apparently yes. going to be wrestling again. Um, Let's freaking hope so. No, NXT is still fantastic, and I do think you should watch it if you're ever bored because it's, it's a good <laughs> it's bored. a good wrestling show. Uh, and then you're, I assume this is the main event that we're done now. No, there's holy shit, there's so much more. Uh, we have Matt Riddle and we have Cassius Ono. Yes, um, Cassius Ono spent like six months in the UK, so he said he's the best United Kingdom wrestler of all time. It's good, it's good shit. Um, he's a, he's changed his gimmick from uh, the knockout <laughs> guy in a jersey to <laughs> not the knockout artist to the wrestling genius. He has much more flattering ring gear now. He just has like a black um, tank top, but it's like you know, it's the wrestler material. Sure. Where there's just random patches of shit on it. Um, they have a very solid match. Um, these two wrestled before, and it was more or less the same thing. Riddle hit him with the final flash knee, which is kind of like uh, a ripcord knee. Sure. Um, it was it was fine. And uh, Riddle won as he should have because Matt Riddle is amazing. That's right. Yep. I'm looking forward to him on the main roster. Uh, Kushida <laughs> and uh, Cameron Grimes. Yes, so Kushida was supposed to wrestle some guy that I'm forgetting the name of. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't matter because... It was Walter, as... wasn't it? No, 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 no. Making Walter... his return to the ring for the first time since suffering a wrist injury in a main event match with Walter Kushida was scheduled to take That's... on Raul yes. Mendoza. 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 Mendoza, sorry. Mendoza. Grimes yeah, he... attacked Mendoza during his entrance and subsequently yeah. took his spot in the boat. So Cameron Grimes, AA, AKA... Also, that's like a... That, how does that work? That makes as much sense as Bobby Fish getting injured in the middle of a match and being able to... No, they, they actually explain it after the break. They're like, William Regal sanctioned this match. Okay. Yeah, see, NXT is not dumb sometimes. Um, so Cameron Grimes comes out after he attacks uh, th- that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that I forget the name of again. Raul Mendoza. Also known as the former Trevor Lee, if you're familiar with PWG or Impact or anything of that caliber. He's very hairy. <laughs> he has a cowboy gimmick. Sure. Um, I think Vince is going to take one look at this guy and be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Gary um, but he's a very good wrestler. They have a very good match. Kushida <laughs> um, and wins. And then um, your real main event, Keith Lee, Tomasa Ciampa, and Dominic Dakovic versus the Undisputed Era. Which is also a very good match. So lots of wrestling. Lots of wrestling. Holy smokes. Yes. I think it's to counteract the two hours of bullshit on a Raw or SmackDown. Um you know, Chamba run wild after a hot tag. Uh, they clean house on Undisputed Era. Uh, Chamba went for an air raid crash. A um, bunch of other shit happened. We only have so much time to talk about <laughs> That's that. right, yeah. <laughs> not, not to rush you, but we went long on Dynamite. So Yes, we always do for some reason. Long on Dynamite. Um, but during their match, Balor came out. He hit uh, the 1918. What's it called? I believe that's correct. Yeah, yeah hit it on Chompa, and then Cole's like, ha yeah, and he's like, thanks, Finn, buddy, pal. Then Finn does the, the Pele kick. 
Okay. Cole. I may be confusing this with last week. As I far as know. sucker punching someone, Pele kick, not the first thing I would think of. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to fall yeah. my back. You're going to see me do a backflip before I kick the you Judas in the head. effect would be great for that. Oh, yeah, just spin and get someone in the head with a... Sh- uh, yeah, so the they have that match. Uh, who won? Um... <laughs> I, I closed my window, so that's on you. Uh, well, you're. I, did it even end, or was it a no finish? No, Whatever. Someone won. Someone won the match. <laughs> Someone won the match. I need to get better notes or pay more attention. At NXT. Yeah, or I need to stop closing my window before we're done. Yeah. Uh, but we need to move on to read on honor. Anything sorry, to say? one more thing oh, about sorry. NXT. William Regal came out and announced a triple threat for number one contenders next week. Oh, okay, which is going to be Keith Lee versus Finn Balor versus Tommaso Ciampa. Oh shit! Winner yeah. faces uh, Adam Cole at the next takeover. Sweet. Yeah. That could be cool. As for Reed on Honor... Who, who are you hoping for in that? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, for Adam Cole? <sighs> you would think it's going to be Finn Balor, and then he loses, and then he goes away. I No, personally, I don't think Finn Balor should win the title again. I no, I'm not saying he wins. I'm saying he wins the contendership, then loses to Adam Cole. I don't personally want to see that. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen a Finn Balor, Balor match like I enjoy. That might yeah. just be main roster shit. But I personally would really like to see Keith Lee... Uh, Keith Lee is a once-in-a-lifetime talent. He has a charisma to him. He has a presence. And he has the moveset that is electrifying and entertaining. And I think him and Adam Cole could have a very fun, small, big-guy match. Yeah. Um, to the point that maybe even Keith Lee wins, because he's very over right now because of Survivor Series. And if that's the case, uh, I think it's almost time for the Undisputed Era to go to the main roster. It's been two or three years now with these guys in the scene, NXT was always awesome because they refreshed the talent. Like Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. You're there, go to the main roster. Yeah. Here's a fresh new main event scene. Always fun. Not two of those guys were... To call NXT developmental at that point and have Finn Balor and Samoa Joe there doesn't yeah, make any sense. Yeah, I wouldn't sense, call it developmental, so, but I yeah. liked how they refreshed At the time. Scene. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's what, that's what I personally hope for. I yeah. love Keith Lee. He's fantastic. Cool. Uh, so anything for Reed on Honor? No, nothing this week. There's oh been God, no quiet. more. Uh, that could be good news shit. or bad news. Um, it's not Joy Mercury, but the other member of J and J Security, Jimmy yeah. Noble, apparently the shit of a dude in Applebee's. <laughs> There's no story behind it. Just some dude on Reddit was like. <laughs> just some dude on Reddit was like, "I work at Applebee's." Jamie Noble came in and beat this shit of another dude. I'm like, oh hell yeah, some That's redneck awesome. shit. Yeah, some riblet shit. Yeah, so uh, no, uh, no real. Striking Ring of Honor news. All right, week. good. Yeah, that's that's good for people in that company. We're sure. That. Uh, <laughs> next up, just a quick note of news here that uh, um, Chris, uh, what is it? What am I looking Statlander? for? Statlander. Chris Statlander, the galaxy's favorite. Alien. No. During a PW Insider Elite audio, Mike Johnson uh, was asked why WWE hasn't fired Jeff Hardy after another DUI arrest, uh, which was a month or more ago. Uh, Hardy's already working on himself at the, t- at the strong session of WWE. Quote, Jeff Hardy's deal is that uh, it's frozen because he's hurt, so they've uh, tacked time on, which WWE likes to do, mm-hmm. uh, so why would they fire him when they can hold him even longer? As we know, Jeff is in the middle of another legal quandary. Uh, I can tell you from a source very close to the situation, maybe. Uh, the WWE strongly implored Jeff to address his health, and we're told that Jeff is doing that, and really aggressively dove right into it. So good for Jeff. Hopefully he gets better. Uh, it's worth noting that one of the Usos that starts with a J... Yeah, but let's uh, not sugarcoat it. He's also a piece of shit. Don't drink and drive. Uh, yes, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, one of the Usos also at multiple DUIs. Is it Trinity's husband or the other one? I, I don't know. Jimmy, Jay, Johnny... 
They both Anyways, allowed it to happen. Those so. guys have not been on TV. Neither has Trinity since that went down. Yes. Uh, so WWE is just like, listen. No, but I, by all accounts, Trinity. Are, we should. Why don't we call her Naomi? Where we fucking. Oh, shooting brother! Oh no, um, because I watch. Uh, I've seen more. Of, I've seen more of Naomi on Total Divas <laughs> than I have on on wrestling. No, but Total. I all count she's off TV because she had some personal matters. I think yeah. uh, maybe a death in the family or something like also, that. Also, why wouldn't you just call yourself Trinity? That's a cool name. Yeah, some Matrix know. shit, man. Uh, anyways, they have not been. Uh, the Usos have been a wall as well. But yeah, Jeff Hardy, fucking get it together, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, like, listen, that guy is on borrowed time as it is, uh, based on what he has put his body through in his career. Yeah, to why, the point why, that, why do this? To right? the point where Matt Hardy had to go on Twitter and basically say, "Look, Jeff's his own man. You talk to him about this shit. This isn't my problem." Yeah, I don't paint my eyes. Yeah. It's fucking weird, bro. Uh, and then we have a, an email to hit on quick here from Mark this week. So I got a question for you guys on the show. Who was the top wrestler this year for you guys? This question you can split it between the in ring and promotional. And then went on to pretty much give the answer to this question. In ring, it's got to be Will Ospreay. He continues to get better every year to the point. I think he could get Wrestler of the Year. As for promo, it's real easy. It's Jericho. No one else is even close. Oh, that's a difficult question. I haven't watched a lot of New Japan this year. Best Um, overall, if I say name the best overall pro wrestler of 2019, who is it? It's Chris Jericho. Yeah, like all my thoughts relating to Chris Jericho, but I've enjoyed You're talking about, look at, step back. This is the first time ever... In, in like the modern era, ever, ever uh, that uh, someone in the modern era has challenged or or thrown the proverbial spear at Xerxes in terms of AEW becoming a thing, uh, having Jericho behind it along with all these other guys, putting on matches, being the champion, doing these promos week in, week out. Kenny Omega's not in that conversation for AEW. It's Chris Jericho. But this has been such a long year and we're only focusing is, on this second half. Right. Um, but I been, think there was pay-per-views throughout. Yes, I would have to say Jericho too, but I think there's a little caveat there and said I would almost tie him with Adam Cole, who's had fantastic match after fantastic match. Uh, Notably, he's he's consistent. Yeah, notably two five star matches uh, as per the Wrestling Observer. um, If you care about that. Um, if you with, were to just extrapolate promos, though, you would say Chris Jericho with a with a bullet. yes, but yeah. Adam Cole's also a fantastic promo, sure, including the Undisputed Era. But yeah, he's had two fantastic matches with Johnny Gargano because Johnny Gargano is one of the best wrestlers ever, yeah. um, and he's had other fantastic matches. War Games was a fun fucking match, and he has great promos every week. So, Will Ospreay, uh, who's a name that doesn't come up much on this podcast, so we just don't watch a lot of that. We don't watch... Uh, I used to watch a lot of New Japan, yeah. um, but it's just... Uh, the language barrier is hard to get over. Um, I'm personally inclined more... I like a lot of back... I like a lot of non-wrestling on my wrestling show, yeah. if that makes sense. I like backstage... The fluff. Yes, I like backstage <laughs> segments. I like promos. I like... There, there is the factor, just like shit, back when uh, Shinsuke and AJ Styles were putting on crazy matches at Wrestle Kingdom. It would be like, hey, you don't, I know you don't watch any New Japan, but go no, watch this match. I'll watch or, Wrestle Kingdom every yeah, year. Yeah, Okada and, and Omega. Like, oh, yeah. listen, I know you don't watch New Japan, but go watch this match. Will yes. Ospreay has, is still, like, it's all on his back, that poor, yes. that poor fucking guy in that yes. company. Uh, and he is phenomenal. If you, any clip you see of Will Ospreay uh, in action is just yes. By unreal. all by all accounts, he has had the best matches of the whole year, and yes. I could not disagree with that because the work I have seen him do in New Japan is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but as as a total package, it goes to Chris Jericho. I would Absolutely. have to say Chris Jericho uh, listen, and Adam Cole. Wrestling is getting better and better. Just just towing the line. Wrestling is just not accepted anymore. There, you barely even see any of it. Uh, maybe SmackDown or Raw. Sometimes they put someone like a Lacey Evans into a match. Uh, but they they pad it with someone else that can work 
uh, and make sure it doesn't become a botch fest, etc. Um, just the bar has been raised so high for for wrestling matches now. When you have Ray Phoenix and singles action yeah. uh, every week and stuff like that, uh, it's just it's just insane on on every wrestling show on any yeah. pro wrestling show. It's a show. great time to be a wrestling fan. Right? That's right. You're being overserved in such a way. Uh, so for myself, Lee, and for Reed, that's the uh, Salt and Slam for December sixth. We'll be back next week with. Andrew, hopefully, talk about the the week's action. Looking forward to grabbing some tickets for Raw. I guess go see what's going on. Over Play there. some what bar mid? Uh, yeah, mid show. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna cut off some time next week and talk about OSW because really this is a podcast where we talk about the things we like in the world of professional wrestling, and that is something that isn't widely known. And I think more people would uh, benefit from OSW from is the best wrestling content on the internet. There it is. Yeah. Why are you listening to this? Go listen to that instead. <laughs> it's on YouTube. OSW review. Uh, start at the beginning and just roll through them. Anyways, yeah. that's the Sultans of. Slam and welcome to-